Hey guys, so today we want to continue with our conversation of healthy relationships. So boom, let's start with the foundation, family. Yes, take a deep breath because this discussion is going to raise your blood pressure, cause your eyes to roll, but your heart to be filled. Um, I think it's best that we start um, by giving a description of our family structure, kind of our upbringing. Um, so ladies, if you want to go ahead and describe whatever you'd like to share, um, hop on in. Okay, well, I'll start. Um, it's Shawan. I am the youngest of two siblings. My brother is the oldest, and my mother was single. Um, she had ended a relationship with her husband when I was conceived. So I was the youngest out of the household and out of the whole family for a while. My family was close, but when my mother and my grandmother died, it just seems like they were the glue that held everything together. So after the death of my mom, everything just became weird. Um, right now, my family structure is me and my four children, and we live with my brother. I do think family is important, but it comes with so many buts, you know, like, but this, but that. They got to be real. They got to have my back. So I literally choose to consider some of my friends to be my family over my actual family. I grew up in a single parent household as well. Um, it was led by my mom. And uh, when I turned 13, she did get married. Well, I guess married, common law, <laughs> to my stepdad. But it was seven of us. I was the oldest of seven. Um, and we have a pretty huge uh, extended family as well. So my family is just beyond big. Um, I guess the big thing about my family structure is now I went from having a single parent household to now being in a, uh, I guess, a two parent household. So it's me, my husband and our 3.5 children. Uh, he has a daughter. Um, from a prior relationship. So I have a stepdaughter and then we have our three children. All right. Awesome. So this is Azalea. Um, likewise, I grew up in a single parent household with just my mom. Um, my mom, pretty much grandma, and me and my sister, um, Amanda. We do have four other siblings because my dad was a rolling stone. Um, and then kind of like Shawan, um, mom and grandma were the, you know, foundation kind of kept everyone together, but my mom passed away as well. Like when I was 21, 22. So, um, grandma's still here, still kicking, just turned a hundred in December. So whoop, whoop. shout out to her longevity. Um, but, um, same thing. Like when my mom passed, like things just got kind of weird. You started to see like family for who they were I think she did a good job kind of like shielding us from the drama and the BS and I think also now just in adulthood we're more exposed to it um my current situation just me and my role dog Aiden um who's a blessing and a stressful person as well um <laughs> but that's pretty much it so it kind of leads me into family structure I guess we can say or I can ask you guys the question, what do you feel is an important family structure? Are there any pros and cons to, you know, the family structure in which you were raised? Um, 
for my family structure, um, the cons, I, I don't know why I just thought of the cons first, but for me, it's the fact that I didn't have my father in my life um, for most of the time. And now that I've chosen to divorce my husband, my children don't have their father like full time like they really need him so that's a con as far as my structure I feel it's like a little jacked up but it's it was necessary for us to be okay um Mm -hmm. I'm not one of those people that just decided to you know just disrupt the whole thing for no reason there were factors that led to it but nonetheless it's like the father is absent Mm -hmm. I would say for me um I think the common thread between all three of us is that, you know, our moms passed away and they were the primary foundation of the household. So I feel like as to to add on to what Shawan stated, that's a big missing piece. You know, that father aspect of it, even though I had a stepfather um, once I turned 13, me and his relationship wasn't the best relationship. So it was still kind of that absence there Mm -hmm. when it comes to a father. But I would say the crazy thing is I feel like as crazy as our structure was just having a single mom-led household, uh, I feel like it made us, made me personally a better person. So like a lot of the lack of or the cons that I saw in the relation, uh, the, the situation, I kind of thought about making that up in my personal relationship when I had children. So I wanted to make sure that the structure was better. I mean, for lack of better terms, I mean, I, I don't know if better would be the best way to describe it, but I just didn't want them to have the same structure and foundation um, as I gonna what I had. You. I just wanted um, to ask you, like, do you think that you just did not want that same mistake absolutely. to happen again? Okay. Absolutely. And I had a large extended family. So that village mentality was so true, you know, even though as dysfunctional as it may have been, (laughs) I I had that village mentality because it was always so many of us, like so many of us and not just so many of us, you know, in theory, they all live with us. I mean, like it was, you know, organized chaos, (laughs) but I can understand how important it is to have aunts and uncles because I had that situation you know so that's cool so I think I didn't understand the importance of a dad until my mom passed if that makes sense and until I became an adult because I guess as a single parent uh, which I find myself doing too you overcompensate for what you think your child is lacking so I didn't feel like I was missing my dad if that made sense um, because my mom was always there. I mean, she did everything. It wasn't a, you know, orchestra performance she wasn't at. It wasn't an honor roll ceremony she wasn't at. And if she wasn't there, she was coming later. So I'm just like, okay, well, dad's not here. You know, we were still in communication. Um, looking back, I would call him a celebration dad because he showed up to, you know, graduation. Um, was milestones, the important things. Huh? Yeah that your mom did all the hard work but that's a whole nother episode you will take the credit oh let me stop (laughs) i love that you said that i swear i love that you said that because i feel like that is that is like 
the common thread as well. Like my dad was the same way. And it's just like, that's cool. And the funny thing is, I mean, I don't know. I didn't feel some type of way about it, I guess, when I was younger. Because I'm like, okay, I mean, I guess he should be here. But like older, when I look back, I'm like, yo, like all this hard work and like, you're showing up with balloons, taking all these pictures. I'm introducing you, you know, all the hard work's done. And I, I don't know if my mom felt some type of way. She was very, just like I am now, raising um, my son. She was very non-vocal when it came to talking about, you know, the negativity of my dad. She would, I can honestly say, was positive about it. She would have <gasps> frustrations. Mm-hmm. Um when she would mention him, like I remember one time I was getting ready to go like on um, maybe ring dance or prom. And she was, to, you know, kind of let her guard down, reached out and was like, hey, can you talk to her about guys? Because this, this and this. Uh-huh. So my dad is from the islands. Um, shout out to Jamaica. So his natural response was like, you know, I'll shoot him. I'll kill him. Like all drugs. <laughs> Great. That's all dramatic, y'all. Like super dramatic. My oh my gosh. Honestly, remember her getting like frustrated and actually crying to me. It's like she she was just like he's so stupid. That's not what I want him to talk to you about. So again, she had to overcompensate and just kind of explain to me like, don't go out here thotting. Just have a good time and come home. But um. But now, um, to kind of wrap this up, um, I do believe that the dad is important, um, especially raising a son, um, because there's certain things that I cannot do um, that will be beneficial for, you know, a guy to teach and do. So throughout all of that, just, you know, reaching out to mentors and things like that. But I do believe that I'm a two-parent household, um, when it's done healthy, um, is effective. I agree because like we have a mutual friend her name is Shayna and she grew up in a two-parent household and like she is like awesome you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. not saying we aren't awesome but just seeing her and how she carries herself and it is just like it is just you know it's all inspiring you know because I love her to death and like it's nothing that you know we can't go to her and talk about and she's so well-rounded you know and I'm not saying that solely because she had her dad in her life and because that she had that two parent household, but I'm pretty sure it contributes to the person that she is, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and she was a daddy's girl as well. So that was, you know, something I was kind of jealous of, you know, <laughs> for lack of better terms, but I can see how important her relationship with her dad was and how she carried herself with men. You know, so and I know that's a whole nother conversation, but it was just very, you know, inspiring to see someone who did have a two parent household and came out, you know, pretty tough, you know. Yes, that's cool. So then I guess that kind of leads us into what did you learn in your upbringing that you found to be the most beneficial that you tend to instill in your current situation? Um, I know my mother always talked about determination, like no matter what, I really had to stay focused and determined to make it because, you know, she just pointed out you got everything against you, you know, so <laughs> you owe it to yourself, <laughs> you know, like you already behind the eight ball in every sense of the word, like from the time you were born, you know, so she was like, 
you got to show them who's boss. Like, literally make it no matter what. Like, I had to choose to be happy every day. Um, and oh, I think I shared this with somebody. Like, if you, my mom used to say, if we don't have nothing else, <laughs> we're going to have a dozen of eggs, some bread, and some nice shoes. Like, it was just a few essentials that I still hold on to now. Like, no matter what's going on inside this house or in your head, you better look good when you leave the house. Yes. Yeah, that was my thing. <laughs> I think we should insert the Rihanna and Drake work, 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 work song. Oh, yeah. To this, um, <laughs> this little, uh, exactly, this little snippet, because that's the only thing that I can say that I see my mom do. Um, verbally, you know, she would say to us that she didn't want us to end up like her. That would be the only, like, I guess, message that she instilled in us. was that I don't want you to end up like me. So I want you to go to college. I want you to get an education. Um, And that was kind of her, her platform, I would say, is that she wanted us to go to college, get an education, so that way we don't get pregnant at 17, which is, you know, what she did. And I'm the result of that, you know. And she wanted us to make sure that we had our education because she felt as though us having our education what would garner us to have a better future and financially be more stable, um, which is, you know, kind of true, you know, based upon how her generation saw education. Mm-hmm. But other than that, she, she wasn't one, a big one on leaving the house. So <laughs> hence, that she stays in the house. Um, she wasn't really a proponent of like getting dressed up and, you know, she would get dressed up every now and then if she was going out to the club with her, siblings or us Uh, but other than that she wasn't really like a big social person so and that kind of lends itself to the person that I am as well so I guess my mom was like a combination of both you guys moms so um, like Shawan's mom she was just like you know get your work done um what else be determined like be somebody if you ain't going to go to school, like college, and you're going to go to work, so you decide. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that was the conversation we had. I remember that. I was filling out um, college applications, and she's like, what you going to do? And I was like, I mean, I don't really know. So she was like, well, then where are you going to work? And I was like, I don't really want to do that. So I was like, you know, let me just delay this time and go ahead and fill this application out and go to college. Um, I know that's a crazy way to look at it, but to be honest, that's how it happened. Um, I understand. Yeah, it's okay. (laughs) I'm just like, what am I doing? You know, when you're 17, 18, I'm not trying to think of all that. And I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but like I had good grades. So I wasn't like really pressed about like getting accepted somewhere. So I think that kind of delayed the process. So like maybe I was feeling myself, but she won't feel in the situation. So she was like, I got, yeah, like, she was like, what oh you're not about God. to do is run these streets with your little friends. Yeah. And you know how the phrase that your mom always says, because I ain't one of your little friends. Yeah. So <laughs> that was her. Um, just, you know, being determined. Um, and I think she was big, like Pasha said, on education, because my grandfather, um, so her dad, um, actually couldn't read up until he passed away. Um, and my granddad was like in his 70s. He passed away when I was in um, fourth grade. But it's amazing that he was still able to provide, work, have a house, everything. Yeah. Do all the stuff. 
Exactly. So um, that was that. And then she, my mom was a socialite in her younger years. So prior to um, me and my sister, she actually was out and about. She traveled. Um, but her thing as well was um, look right. Don't go out the house looking crazy. You know, always have your earrings in. Um, yes. Make sure your sister look right. Take care of your sister. Um, and that's pretty much it. Um, same thing. All she did was work. Um, one thing I will take away from her that I find myself doing is she did celebrate the small things. So whenever we got like on a roll, she was like, you know, leaving something for us in the morning, like in the bathroom before she went to work. So she would leave us like lip gloss, say, you know, with a note, I'm proud of you. Um, Aww. Yeah. Not to cry. Aww, like, sweet. <laughs> every little, um, you know, birthday, if it wasn't a lot, you know, we're still getting balloons or something. Maybe she had layaway. Um, shout out to layaway. Bring that back. Um <laughs> So I find myself, I try to do that with Aiden. So like when um, he takes a lunch, which isn't always the healthiest, um, I do leave a note though. Um, It says, you know, have a good day, believe in yourself, just something positive. Because sometimes I think we don't think our kids can have a bad day. Um, Because I'm like, what's a bad day about? I'm paying all your bills and I'm feeding you. You ain't got no problems. Okay. Yep. But um, But they do. Yeah, they do. Exactly. So school is tough, but. Um, I think those are some of the small things that were positive that um, I still try to do. But on the flip side, there are some things that you learn that you don't want to, um, you know, continue in parenting, but you may find yourself still doing. So do you guys notice any of those things? Um, I, yeah, for me on the flip side I think some of the stuff I wish I was not taught that I find myself repeating is um let me see I wasn't taught to do much other than make it you know like (laughs) I guess that turns into a full-time thing like you talked about your mom not even being able to travel or do the things you you know she used to do before the children came into the picture for Mm -hmm. me it was just like just handle your business you know the things I wish I had not have had not learned was kind of like the, I would say the anger. Now that I'm really, really single, you know, it's been a few years now, but I find myself getting so angry sometimes, you know, that makes me yell. That makes me, you know, I I have hit them in the past. Like that's one of the things that I purposely and consciously said I would not do is Mm -hmm. hit them. And I found myself doing that a lot when I was stressed out. Like my oldest was like, I think he said something smart. This was years ago, but it's during the time since I was divorced. And I, he was like, you slapped my glasses off my face. And I was like, I didn't even realize like you say one wrong thing. And I'm like, I'm on it. You know, I'm going to hurt you. And I'm like, whoa, like that was never me. So I just feel like over time, that is one of the things that I really struggle to let go of. That's a good one. I would say for me, it's a combination of just, learning what not to do by my mom's behavior. So like conversations about sex, my mom was never open to that. Let's talk about so, sex, baby. Exactly. <laughs> so it was like, learn by doing. <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you nasty. <laughs> exactly. But we didn't have that conversation. She was not comfortable having that conversation. And so with my children, it's, it's 
Shawan, I I tell Shawan certain conversations I have with my kids, and she's like, "Oh my gosh, <laughs> like you really said that?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I mean, like for me, not that I'm an expert." <laughs> I am. It's so funny to me to even say that, but not that I'm an expert at it. But you know, I don't want them to learn about it the way I had to learn about it. You know, and it was through friends. So like having conversations with my best friend and having conversations with. You know, our other friends, you know, all of us in a circle, we would have conversations about it. And I'm still not open to talking about it with them. That's the crazy thing. So, like, I'll say what's needed and what's necessary as far as how the conversation goes. But I will have in-depth conversations with my kids, you know, just in, in, in theory of just making sure that they're comfortable with coming to me with anything and it's not got to be about you know just the actual act but just like talking about celebrities and what they hear you know I want to be open to having those conversations so that way they don't feel like they have to go to their friends for the conversation and like even with my daughter because I was never really taught self-care um with her I'm more hands-on so like I'm like, okay, Naja, we can't be looking crazy when we're going out to the grocery store. I don't care if it is just the grocery store. <laughs> I can't look crazy going to the bus stop. And I still fall short because, like I said, it wasn't like a learned lesson. It was like me trying to do it on my own. So I still fall short. But my daughter is the bomb.com. When yeah, I tell you, so that nice. girl is, you know, she puts me to shame every day. She's the best <laughs> version of me. You know, she's like passes two point. Oh, you know, but she makes it a a point to look good whenever she's leaving the house. I was like, Naja, we just going to the grocery store and it take her out. (laughs) She's making sure we look right. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Exactly. So I ain't mad at her at all. She, I mean, she got it. So she might as well let it, let it show. Flaunt it. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, yeah, that's one thing that I could say that I've unlearned from my mom. (laughs) <laughs> so I think same thing when it comes to self-care I could say the one thing that I want to unlearn is the overextending so again how I was saying my mom was at like all events doing all this stuff I know she was exhausted because I try to do the same thing yes yeah. I try to do the same thing with Aiden and I'd be tired y'all um yeah and it's only but so much eye cream you can buy I did try a new one. <laughs> but oh my God. I be tired. So that's one of the things um, that I do want to unlearn is the ability to say, you know, no, we cannot make this event. Um, you may think it's dramatic. So you can either fix your attitude or go to bed for the rest of the day. But we're going to sit this one out because it's important to take care of yourself. And I think if yes. my mom might have done that um, for us, who knows? I mean, story might end it the same way, but it helps you kind of extend your years. You've got to take care of yourself, um, especially as we know, after you have children, you get consumed and wrapped up in them and their schedules. But, you know, you were still Shawan, Pashas, Azalea before they got here. So you can't remember or forget yourself um, in that I process. Have. I've already done that. That's like a done deal. I'm trying to <laughs> learn myself now. You know, I can honestly say that. One thing that I thought about while you were talking as a lay, um, this lady, her name is Sierra Range. I want to say her last name is Jones. I'm not 100%, but she did like a conference call with me and a few other women one time. And she Mm -hmm. said, 
you better take that cape off because it's choking you. Like, <laughs> Ooh, good one. Like, I like that. You said overextending yourself. We can't do that because we are not superwoman. As much as we want to multitask and mm-hmm. help everybody mm-hmm. with everything, that's that is the death of us. That is the death of us. And me and Pasha's talked about this years ago. Um, what's that Drake? The lyrics said, "Everybody dies, but not everybody lives." Yes, yes. that is my quote. Yes. Yeah, because you look at how our moms just gave everything the, the things they didn't even have they were giving it to the family members to us to yeah the men you know everybody mm-hmm. but when it came to them it was like they did not travel they did not enjoy life yeah they went to the club every now and then but mm-hmm. outside but it's so of that, much more know, than that yep yeah, yes yeah so i just yes for us to have our sanity and to get along with family and to preserve the family structure we cannot do it all. So not overextending. That's the social worker in me. Like if nobody gets anything else from what we're discussing, <laughs> I want them to understand, like you cannot be everything to everybody else and then be nothing to yourself. Like that was something I wrote in my journal years and years ago, but what am I to me? You know, what am I important enough to take a day off? You know, like yeah. now that I don't feel well, I did take two days off from work and I'm like, I don't feel bad. You know, yes, we needed the money, but if I'm not okay, nobody's exactly. going to be okay. That's so. true. You know, it's so funny because as a lay and I, we work together on uh-huh. top of being good friends. Uh-huh. And um, she has taught me to take mental health days because oh, like at our job, <laughs> yes. they do like our calendar in a year in advance. And she she be on it. She on it. Hey, hey, passes. Uh, they open up the calendar. You better go in there and start putting some days up there. And yeah. I'm like, not thinking about it. Like, yeah. And it wasn't something that like came to the forefront of my mind. But she makes sure I will never, ever not take these days. You okay. know, because she'll be on it. She's like, yo, passes. Have you have you did this yet? And I'm like, as a like, okay, okay, I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm going in there. And I'm like putting random days, and it's kind of like a it's a surprise when you have those days because like not all of them are significant days. So like me and her will randomly just, I don't know if we are in sync or something, but we'll randomly take the same day off. And if we take the same day off, she'll be like, yo, Cash, what you doing for breakfast? What you want to do for lunch? Do you want to go out? And we'll eventually go out. And that's like keeping me motivated because I'm not, like I said, I, my mom never does did stuff like this. She didn't even travel. She didn't do any of this, but for me to do that is a big thing, you know, because now I'm setting the tone for my kids. And, and some of those days, I'll just sit in the house and uh, do nothing. Yes. But me doing nothing is, is a lot for me. Yes. Um, you know, it, make, it makes me feel, you know, important and like I'm in control of my life and not that someone else is controlling it. But one point that Esley mentioned that I thought was very impactful about us being present for all of our kids' events. Y'all, it it may sound crazy and corny, but I enjoy it, you know, in most occasions because my mom didn't. Like, when I tell you she did not want to go to our honor roll ceremony, she did (laughs) not want to leave the house, she was, yeah, why do I have to go to this celebration? Why why can't we just sit in the house? Like, it was like pulling teeth to get her out of the house. So, like, for me, it feels good to go to my kids' events because my mom didn't do it. You know, so it's just a, a, a big difference, you know? That's so funny. I, I'm laughing as you're talking because um, my second oldest son, Idris, 
he gives me this look and he's like, Ma, like, can you calm down? Can you not do that? Like, he just kind of <laughs> tells me how to behave because I'm like, that's my boy, you know? That's, yeah. The and they're, with their last name being A, they always are like the first ones on that stage. So I'm Ain't like, you know he's like no, I'm not doing that and then like there was this event not too long ago at my daughter's school and yeah I, I think I do make it my business to show up like I definitely try to make sure my clothes are on point and I just I'm a hundred percent in those moments like yeah mm-hmm. this thing where it was like a dance contest girl and the song was walking out like by DJ Unk. so that's like any Atlanta music I'm like I got this I got this you know and it was <laughs> I didn't even realize that I had won you know they were doing like the Apollo style thing and I won yeah. and Donya was like mom I don't know this dance I was like just follow me like follow my lead like oh my god <laughs> yes mom so I'm like okay I want my kids to know I care and I, I want to be 100% in the moment, like not preoccupied with, okay, what I got to do when I leave here, or this is in the way, this is holding me up. That's so true. yeah, going to their events is like what I live for. So I'm going to completely sidetrack mm-hmm. that when you said, you know, their last name being A, so this don't have nothing to do with what we're talking about, but since my That's last name started with A, y'all, it is so annoying. One, having a wild name, I'm always first. So one, I oh. always know. Then I'm on the honor roll because this is how it starts. I mean, not the honor roll, like the roll. Um, if I mispronounce your name, I'm just gonna apologize. Yes! Oh my god! But if <laughs> you know, Ajuli, who is that? That's not even me. And then how can I trust you as a teacher and you can't even pronounce words? Yes. So yeah. that's an issue. And then when your name is A double A, what's annoying yeah. is everyone learns from you so you get to go first and screw up but then everybody who got a last name h and god forbid a w y'all gonna look like you doing it the best because you don't learn from me screwing up and Thank i don't get a chance you. to yes. do it again that's so funny and then that's oh goodness I- graduation you gotta sit through everybody else but okay i'm done <laughs> That's so funny. I tell my kids, and I'll say this over and over, stay ready so you ain't got to get ready. I appreciate going first because it's like, I set the bar. You know, I think that's even in college. Like, I still love that. I'm I'm just plugging away at trying to get this master's, but I can't wait, you know, to even start the process because... I'm on it. Like, I, I want to go first. Like, I'm volunteering to go first because I don't want nobody copying my ideas. You know, like, y'all can copy, but just know that I said it first. So, <laughs> no, see, you can because I was shy. I was that like, is so oh, funny. God, I'm sweating. She, she's always been animated. Like, her whole existence. Like, I have stories upon stories of being in class with her, and it's just be a bad situation for me. <laughs> because of her you know so the funny thing is my children's last name starts with a y so you talk about being done i have to sit through the whole graduation that's true true. like literally like my daughter when she graduated a couple of years ago when i tell you she was the very last person to walk across the street the very last so imagine, like, we bringing snacks, we got whole dinner, we got rolls, chicken, mashed potatoes, just passing it because we know we ain't getting out of here no time freaking soon. And then my nephew was the same thing, and they, they are the same age. So we had to Hilarious. sit through his whole graduation as well. And I'm like, yo, I'm going to change their last, last name to my name just so we can get through this because I ain't trying to deal with this. Yo, see, there was like an exodus after Jamil graduated. It's like, y'all ready? Like, his whole family? It's like, y'all ready? We good. Like, we not sitting through the whole thing. That is so funny. Like, I, I don't think I would have made it. 
Girl, we sleeping, waking each other up. Y'all up? Y'all up? She about to go. My good Lord. It was just bad. (laughs) It was bad. But you know what? The funny part was everybody else was so happy that it was over too. That everybody cheered for her like she was the yep. <laughs> She was like she was the queen at that point because everybody was so happy that it was over. Good um, Lord. Anyway, and then I gotta go through that two more times, y'all. Yeah. Oh my God. Tell me about it. Excited. Y'all need to pray for me. Pray for me. Pray for me. I got some time, but I can't wait. Yeah. So, mm. So to reel things back in, um, we've talked about our fun-filled families. Do you think, or can you identify, um, like any generational curses? Not necessarily that you have to share, but do you believe in them? Can you overcome them? What are you guys' thoughts about that? That's a scary word. (laughs) Scary. Which one? Generational curses or overcome? Yeah. Generational. Girl. Generational curses. (laughs) Of course. That's scary in itself, you know? Yes. Well, I think that, um, do you believe, you said, do you believe in them? I did believe in them, but I also believe more now in the power to break those curses. Like, I've increased my faith. Um, to the point that I've been able to stop the actions that I've kind of led my family down the wrong path. And I think, um, you know, I'm not throwing shade or on anybody, but it's like my grandmother used to always say, like, don't do what they did in terms of um, my cousins, you know, they were all older than me. So some of them did have children before they were married. I think I had Jamil before I actually, a few months before I did get married, but not making those same mistakes. Like for me, um, I know a big deal was having all my children by the same person because Mm -hmm. I did not want that. Well, this one, daddy doing everything. This one, daddy ain't doing nothing. Unfortunately, Mm -hmm. you know, well, I won't even say that they all have the same father. And I think that's something that really has helped me to break that, that cycle. Well, I mean, if, okay. So I have a very dysfunctional family in the sense of just kind of to add to what Shawan said, um, having children young, like my mom had hers at 17 and she was probably the oldest (laughs) out of the the children, out of her siblings to start having children. And, And it's insane, even though I'm the oldest out of all of the grands as well, they were all younger than my mom. So they all started you know, way younger than she was. Mm -hmm. And they all had a lot of children, you know. So um, on average, I think my Aunt Londa had one child. But out of her, she's the only girl that only had one. My mom had seven. My other aunts had seven and six children. You know, so when I say we have a large family, we have a large family. You know, my uncle, he didn't have children. So ultimately, I think he has like five children so like it's a lot of us so a big pull for me was of course like Shawan you know wanting to have all my children by the same person and wanting to be in a committed relationship when I had my children even though when I had my daughter of course I wasn't married at that point um but I did want that but I can I can say that um in in theory that all sounds good it sounds like the best life ever right because I did everything. I broke all of these curses. Yes. But it's the the mentality behind it. So like 
saying that you don't want your children to not have a father in their life, to, to not be not married when you're having the children, that means that you're going to deal with a lot of stuff that most people wouldn't. So you may allow yourself to go through situations and relationships um, that normally people would just walk away, you know, but because of that wanting to break that generational curse can cause you to allow yourself to be subjected to certain situations that you feel as though, you know, this wasn't for these children, you know, like <laughs> I wouldn't do this. Like if it, if they weren't here, then I would be doing this and not saying that that would be a better life for me. Cause you never know, you know, what could happen, but it's just certain things that you allow yourself to encounter that you probably wouldn't if it weren't for the children. Right. I get it. True. Um, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I I do believe in them, but I do believe in the power to break them. And like Pasha said, it's a mindset. And sometimes it includes your whole family's mindset, which is the problem. Yes. Some people are just stuck in the old way of doing things because, I mean, you can't fault them. That's all they know. But sometimes um, that's where the frustration comes in because it's like, try something else. That may be all you know, but look uh-huh. at what results were produced from that let's try x y and z and see if maybe we get a different result so i think i think you can overcome it but it takes a lot of willpower from everyone involved in that curse to um participate because that's where you get the oh she thinks she better than everybody yes oh my god you know she she over here doing this like she know what she doing or like here she go i don't don't even think that's gonna work like that's gonna be our next topic people so tune in you know what family yes (laughs) and not only that let me add to that because i love how you put that you put that so eloquently because (laughs) when it comes down to it like my mom was a trendsetter, like you said. So with the generational curse, although she had seven children, she started at 17, my mom kept all of us. You know what I'm saying? We always had our mom, point blank, period. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, if anything faltered or failed, I can go back to my mom for anything, yeah. anything. Mm-hmm. And not everybody had that. And that's how it is in my family. Like, they all look at my mom's kids as being, okay. Bougie. You know, bougie. Especially me, because I was the oldest and like it it just makes everybody think that, you know, we think we're better. And it's not that. Like you said, Azale, it's just certain ways of doing things that were not right. Exactly. So now because we want to do things differently, we gotta be looked at like we think we're better. And it's not that. We are better because we're making better choices. And, and that's think, the thing. And it's you know. I think it's just the transformation of the mind. I'm yeah. re- like reading a lot of stuff. Um, Pasha's recommended a book called Get Over It. And in essence, it is about transforming your negative thoughts into positive thoughts and just a renewal of how you approach certain things. Um, again, if you always do things the old way, then you're always going to get similar results. Yes. So it's just about renewing the mind. It's scary because who likes change, but sometimes change is necessary. Um I would say change is cool. What you don't want is forced change. So if yes. you can control it, um, I think that's the best way to do it. So why not? You know what else is funny, y'all? 
when we were talking sure. about education and how important education is. And this is definitely something we're going to talk about later. My mom was such a proponent of going to college. So we don't end, so we don't up, end up in her, in her same, situation, same situation, right? I went to college. You know what I'm saying? And it's not that I ended up in the same situation, but I'm not doing anything in my degree at yes. all. So that's not something I teach my children because certain things that they want to do in life is not going to require them to go to college. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, and for me, we push entrepreneurship. We got to own some stuff because we need to generate some generational wealth in this family. We need to start our families on the right foot. Mm-hmm. And like right now, our mindset is not on, okay, you have to go to college so you can get these student loans. And then like myself, have to go back to college years later if it's something else that you really wanted to do. Because yeah. I didn't know what I wanted to do when I went to college. Yeah. I just said, what was the easiest major? And they were like, mass com. I was like, okay, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> and that was it that's and that's the honesty of it all you know yeah when I look at my oldest everybody's telling me well you know and, and, and definitely family members in the generation like my mother's sisters my aunts my one aunt it's like well you know how important that piece of paper is and I'm like yeah it's a piece of paper you know like <laughs> if you apply yourself even if you did not go to college like my oldest did not transition from high school into college and at this point he's making the same amount as me like without even stepping foot in college he was like is it the goal to find a job you know exactly he Mm -hmm. found a great job and he's working it and he's my thing is yeah I know the struggle I know all of those things why would I tell you go to college when you don't even know what the hell you want to go for like if you desire no interest we don't have no money or no time to waste so I am purposely not forcing him to go because he hasn't thought about what he wants to do so I feel sometimes family members are the ones to say well your child should be doing this they're not doing this so they're they're nobody you know that family has a way of like bringing out the best and the worst I feel yes and I think too from like our parents generation they knew like basic careers that required a degree So if you wanted to be like an accountant, if you wanted to be a doctor, if you wanted to be X, Y, and Z, you needed a degree. Nowadays, there's so many different parts to that. Like, Mm -hmm. yes, there's a doctor, but there's also a physician's assistant. There's also a radiographer. There's also, um, you know, a medical records person where you may have interest in those fields that don't necessarily require a degree, but they require maybe a certificate or they require, you know, experience, Mm -hmm. or they require, you know, internships. So sometimes I think they weren't always educated on the different parts that go to the career that you may have also been, you know, interested in. So it's just a learning process. And like we said, it's just now we know. So when you know better, you do better. Exactly. Um, And it's not like it was meant with malice. Like they wanted us to be the best version of ourselves. But as parents, we feel as though because we've been through it, been there, done that, got the T-shirt and the loan um, to prove it. <laughs> we feel as though we know the best way possible for our children to grow and to and to to ensure that they don't end up in our positions, you know. But that's mm-hmm. not the case, you know. So I guess to kind of wrap things up, I, what would be like your food for thought, ladies, that you'd want to wrap up when it comes to your healthy relationship with families? 
Um, for me, it's definitely um, know what works for you. Like, I just feel being able to, if the, the need arises for you to separate yourself, don't be afraid to do that. Like, stand in your own truth, whatever that is. Um, if it's not making the same mistake twice, so be it. Protect yourself, your heart, and your mind at all costs. I would add to that and say, I feel like everybody has the best intentions for you. And if you don't feel as though your family has the best intentions for you, then do what Shawan is saying. Separate yourself. You have to love you more than anybody else. And if loving you means separating from the hurt and the pain that's caused by maybe your family, your relationships with them, then do it. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, you got to live your life. They got to live theirs. And if you guys can meet in the middle, then meet in the middle. But if not, you got to go your separate way, then do it. And don't have no hard feelings about it, you know? I agree. Family is family. They're going to test you. They're going to love you. But you got to love yourself more. And it's not to say you don't love your family, but sometimes you do have to love them from a distance. Um, Especially if they're not willing to change and you know it's something that you have to change. So. I would agree with both you ladies. So it's been a pleasure talking about this fun topic. Thank you guys for tuning in to Vibrant Vernacular. And we will catch you next time picking up on the scary part of family. Toxic family. Stay tuned. Bye. Bye. Bye.